Welcome to the Global Connection, a Tel Aviv University podcast. Journey with us as we discover how TAU's academic community and friends are engaging with and helping to shape this ever-changing world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Global Connection. I'm your host, Dr. Anna Sujeki, and today I am welcoming two recent alum of the SOFR Global MBA program here at Tel Aviv University. Uh, Facundo Paraminski is from Buenos Aires in Argentina. Uh, he has an undergraduate degree in business administration and spent some years working in project management before deciding to join the MBA program here. And we have Joseph Kababi uh, from Mexico City. Uh, he also has a bachelor's degree in business administration and worked in the real estate sector uh, in Mexico before coming here to TAU. So welcome to both of you. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we'll never miss an opportunity to come to campus again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Now that you're oh, graduated, yeah. I know I'm going to have to find different ways to keep bringing 100%. you back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have, I think I'm going to start off with a question because Buenos Aires has 50 million people. Mexico City has close to 9 million people. I feel like Tel Aviv's population isn't quite that. It's a little bit smaller. Um, so I'm wondering if you could begin by talking about sort of the transition to moving here and and what your experience has been so far. You've been here for about a year, would you say? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 So how do you how do you find moving to Tel Aviv and Israel? Well, it was interesting, you know, when I just arrived, I, I crashed a friend. So I began by exploring the city. And like you said, the, the size of the city is much different, right? But I think what characterizes Tel Aviv is, is the vibe. The vibe is much different. And also something that is um, not to be taken lightly is the beach. That to me was a game changer. You know, uh, Buenos Aires doesn't have a beach on its own, but the difference here was to me staggering. Like just the, the possibility just to go to the beach and relax, especially in, in October where the the weather wasn't as hot as now was to me something amazing so uh, to adapt i think it was uh, quite easy uh to tel aviv city okay. okay give me a beach and i'm happy that's what i'm hearing from you yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think what was very special to us is the the people and the vibe there is people from all over the world you hear so many languages going around people from latin america asia europe combining and mingling and meeting each other and okay so was that surprising for you you found it much more global uh, much than more, you much more yeah and there's a sport yeah. in every corner you can play whatever you want it's okay um so do you have a sport that you play uh, i used to play soccer i had soccer. a very bad knee injury so i'm transitioning to Fuji volley. That's like the soccer on the beach. And okay. Okay. Bring, yeah. Bringing them together then, right? Anything you can do on the beach. Very cool. Um, so do you notice, uh, are there similarities at all between Mexico City, between Buenos Aires and, and with Tel Aviv? Mm, yeah, I would say that people, I would say in three countries, but between Argentina and Israel, they're very passionate. You know, people are really passionate. Uh, 
really warm. That that's something that I really valued. There's also this um, this thing about chutzpah that in the first weeks of the program we have mentioned in, like bombarded a lot about it. And actually, I could relate, you know, because Argentinians, I think, in Latin culture as well, uh, chutzpah or the thing of just being decisive and try to go for things, like to be a go-getter, is something that is quite similar. So that was something interesting. Okay, very cool. Yeah, and I would say that uh, at least uh, in the Latin culture, we're very close to our family. So our family is not being here. We started creating our own family with friends and having like these Shabbat dinners and the plants. And it's the people you're every single day with. So they become your family. Okay. And it's okay. At, so you two are brothers a little bit by now, would you say? Starting. Pretty much, good yeah. The <laughs> good and bad of it. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's awesome. Okay. Um, so would you say there are big differences that you've noticed or, or like things you're surprised about um, when moving here? Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, the the size of apartments to start doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, well... You know, this is a very pet-friendly city. Dogs all over the place. I cannot understand how <laughs> dogs are in these right. apartments. But... Right, right. Yeah. yeah. To me, I think it was... I changed a little bit my diet, for instance. In Argentina, I used to eat a lot of red meat. You know, <laughs> a lot of red meat. And here, I, I, I had to adapt, right? Uh, but I think it, it was better. Uh, in a way, I just discover uh, new things. I, I And also, Tel Aviv is a city with a lot of vegetarian and vegan options so I started to try a little more thanks to some friends so it was uh, something good for me okay are you you're not vegan are uh, you no no I'm uh, still a carnivore a carnivore oh. okay <laughs> a carnivore who eats vegan from time to time got it yeah it will kill him yeah time. yeah it's <laughs> right. my essence like, you still have to go back and visit so yeah. you yeah right gotcha gotcha Okay, so both of you ultimately came to Tel Aviv to join the Global MBA program here at Tel Aviv University. Um, so what inspired you to apply and to come here? Oh, that's that's why I would say there is a in my in my case, there was a bunch of reasons um, in Argentina. My upbringing was always tied to the state of Israel, right? To come here and also to have the experience to live in Israel. I been here with Taglit 10 years ago, and first I had a taste of Israel and I loved it, but I always had this craving for coming here. And at the same time, I knew that Israel was a powerhouse in everything related to uh, startups, innovation, venture creation. And um, I was at the point in my career when I wanted to try something new and also to see if I had the, the tools to create something on my own. So that was um, one of the main drivers. Okay. Yeah. So it was really the next step in your personal but also professional journey you wanted exactly. to come here. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So in my case, my father was born in Israel, in Farsaba. When the, he was like six years old, they went to Mexico and started a life there. It's, like, it's a beautiful community. But we were raised with profound Zionist feelings. And uh, I was also here like 10 years ago for a four-month program in Israel and I decided I needed to come back here to live and uh, last year I got married with okay. Michelle she's also doing a, a program in here but 
we decided we needed to come here and we're starting and we're doing this uh, we're living this experience together and it's been wonderful okay okay so did you talk with your wife for a while before deciding to come here or was it just sort of like a hey why don't we try it and yeah we we started thinking about what type of mba and program we wanted and then we say no 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 no, wait we're going to tel aviv and then we'll decide what we're going to do okay so it was a place and then the realization yeah this is the right program that came after Yeah. yeah okay um so tell me a little bit you've you've just you're very fresh graduates of the Global MBA program. Um, so hopefully it's all fresh in your mind right now. Um, so tell me a little bit about your experience in the program. What, what was it like? Wow, uh, where, to sta- where to start? I think, um, how can I define this? We were like 35 people from all over the world. Uh, I think more than 15 countries. So. Of course, in the in the beginning, when the program starts, you're just analyzing everyone like, oh, this person is from this country. This person has maybe this kind of stereotypes, something, some things that just pop up in your mind. And in the end, what ends up happening is that, that you see that people are really similar to each other. And like Joe said, we just form our family here and the family also includes uh, our friends, right? Our friends. And we just also um, meet with them like regularly right now. It's not that the program just ended and we said, okay, we just part ways. Not at all. Uh, We're just doing plans, uh, seeing what's up next, seeing if uh, with exchange programs and some are doing, we're meeting in say the US for instance. So I think that in the end it was really rewarding uh, on a personal and also on a professional level, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's a tough question because we're still very emotional about all what yeah. happened and we're still like very fresh and the program was so intense and it was like every day everyone in the same class same lectures so we really uh, became a family and uh, it was also very fast you know when you're all when you have assignments and projects and you need to deliver and then suddenly you finish and it's wow time fly right right you can't even believe it's it's over yet it's gone yeah 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 um so it it sounds like the people were really a big part of it and and part of it was that you were together all day long (laughs) and um so from my understanding it's really people from around the world in the program too so um can you tell me some of the countries so we have argentina we have mexico what other uh, brazil ecuador from the States, also from Israel, from Germany, Hungary, China, India. Okay. Yeah. Uh, France as well, I don't know if you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All over. All and, over. And I think th- that mixture was what made us really learn in this program and understand these different worlds that weren't behind of us and that to open our mind to different cultures and different ways of thinking of tackling uh, problems of, of solving. So yeah. or I, yeah, I think that's where the real learning experience came okay. from, from me. Okay. Yeah, and also uh, how are the ways of working from people, right? Because my way of saying I'm doing this assignment is not the same as someone from another country. 
right? And also the uh, notion of time, let's say, okay, we're meeting a whole day. What's the whole day for you? Maybe three hours or maybe 10 hours. Is that Latin America or is that more European? So the thing is, it that enriches you a lot, right? Because you learn also how to talk to those people and how to get along with them. Okay, okay. So was there a lot of group work projects then where you, you were working with people all from time. all the time? Okay. Yeah. So you really found, too, that you were coming from different cultural backgrounds and business backgrounds, and that was interesting to yeah. see how different people yeah, approach yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, something very good from the MBA is that people come from completely different backgrounds. You know, you have people from marketing, from business, from finance, and yeah. then uh, the, it all starts mixing also, lawyers, you know, whatever you can have. Okay, okay. Yeah. The perspectives are like really different. Like like he was saying, uh, you have a lawyer and you have someone who was working in corporate finance. Maybe their approaches are different, but they might be complementary in a way. And you would never think that before. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, so I feel like uh, probably there's a particular business culture in Argentina and Mexico um, but, you know, you're here really learning about Israeli business culture. So um, what are some of the, the key things you learned about business here and, and maybe how it's different from business back home? Well, not only learn, but we kind of experience the, the ecosystem and everything that's happening here is so quick, so fast, such uh, like continuous creation of ideas that become startups that start flying and going all over the place, tackling these yeah. really difficult tasks and questions in the world. And the whole ecosystem fuels you to go there and to try and to fail and to go and, you know, and it's yeah. worrying. I, no, no, I, I agree. I think it's that people always say about the straightforwardness of Israelis. And that's also true for the startup ecosystem or for the venture ecosystem. Like, um, same as in the street, if you ask someone, hey, I, can I meet you? I don't know, half an hour to tell, tell you my idea. So yes, right away, let's, let's meet, let's have a coffee. Maybe in our cultures that can happen, but it's you know a little more ambiguous. It's like, oh no, I cannot. Now here is like uh, it's like the extreme. It's like yes, let's do it. Let's meet. Let's see how it goes. And like Joe was saying, uh, it fuels you. It just um, I don't know. I can I tell like a little anecdote. Sure, of uh, course, I think of it course. was funny because it happened just to, just two days ago. We went to this shawarma place. Do you remember? Mm. It was the shawarma place that people were working super fast. You know that they were like just uh, putting your things all together, and there was a line, and the line was moving fast. We sat down and we started eating, and we and we just realized like five minutes later we were eating super fast. Yeah, <laughs> like the yeah, yeah. the atmosphere. Hey, what do you want? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Compelled you, and it's kind of in an analogy, it's kind of the same. You're like when you just realize you have done so much so fast, and then you you just realize okay, maybe this is the the magic everyone was talking about. It's the bustling, yeah. uh, the bustling ecosystem that's right, going around. Right, right, right. So everyone's a little bit more energized, and everything just goes a bit more quickly here. Okay. Um, so the way you're talking in the back of my mind, I know that uh, you both you continued on here. You're not back in Argentina, Mexico, and you've actually decided to work together to launch your own startup, uh, Camino. Um, so I might uh, get you to begin by telling me a little bit about 
the inspiration behind that? Like at, at what point where you're like, okay, let's do it. We're going to continue on here and we're going to launch a startup. Well, I think the spark started right from the beginning when we started uh, uh, figuring out and pivoting on this, this idea that, uh, well, in general, we want to solve a real pain, we believe, for both sides of the same market. One will be little shop or shop owners that are mostly burned online. Uh, and we feel these shop owners want to experience a physical presence once in a while, not forever, and don't want to commit, but they need to have a certain level of um, revenue. And uh, we want to provide a collective, a collaborative solution for them to be able to have this presence and on the same time connecting them with a really challenging retail sector that we're seeing all over the world, also in Israel, in the States mainly. And uh, well, I, I think we will go deeper in the idea now, but since we started having that conversation, everything started to go so quickly. We use it for a class project and then we started speaking with mentors and validating the idea with our professors, with a lot of resources that we had around here. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's been so fast that we can not even understand what's happening, but we need to go in the shawarma way. Right, know, okay. Yeah. You're, you're making that, that pita and the shawarma right yeah, now, and you're yeah. just putting it all together. Um, so, so it sounds like it really did start with, you had an idea in terms of there was this gap, um, a lot of retailers are online, um, and people still like to see things in person. And so you kind of had that in the back of your mind. And then how did you end up working together on the idea? Uh, yeah, I think that the story is, is funny. We will work together in some projects in the in the MBA. But I think that the story where he presented the idea to me, that was yeah, the thing. We, we were actually in a building uh, right here. here. <laughs> yeah, in the um, social sciences library. We we're just sitting down doing something. And he told me, Faku, you know, I had this idea. I have been thinking of this a lot because I have been like walking up the street and seeing these retail estate places vacant. And I cannot help seeing that, he told me, because of his real estate background. Yeah. And imagine. Non asset, <laughs> a non-productive asset. Just yeah, to, uh... he, he blew his mind. He was okay. like really okay. unsettled. And he told me, okay. I have this idea. And I remember I, I listened to it and I said, well, this looks really interesting. Because also apart from my background uh, in Argentina, uh, my family has a real estate business as well, so I could relate, you know, I could empathize quite quickly. So I think that's that's when it started. Of course, uh, when we were at the MBA, we couldn't be at full throttle uh, because of the time that we have. So it's now that we're really like going full mode, I would say, go full shawarma mode, if you want. Okay, like full that. shawarma yeah. mode. Okay, so so part of it too then was these real estate buildings that are sitting empty and it's like, how is this happening? And we have a need for retailers to be yeah. in these spaces. Um, so maybe I'll get you to just explain um, a bit more clearly what Camino is exactly. From my understanding, you, you have talked about it a bit, but, but it's kind of like a bazaar in a way where you're bringing online retailers into a particular space for a while. Um, and people can walk in and engage with their products. Um, so yeah, so maybe talk about that a, a bit more. I think uh, in terms of the of the concept, like Joe was saying, it's a it's a creator of community spaces for retailers that are in need to have like offline engagements. 
physical engagements with the customers, especially for those uh, shops that have those kind of products that are more tangible and require more concrete experience. The difference with, let's say, a pop-up shop, people could say, is this local and community flavor that people can leverage from each other, but not only the part of the selling itself, but also we offer to propel them in terms of the engagement and social media, so they can also increase their level. It's not just, okay, we just offer like a physical place for you, but you would just go a little beyond that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so it's partly about the community building between companies as well. Um, like you mentioned, not a pop-up shop because you have a bunch of companies in the same space together and they're kind of engaging with each other and helping each other out. And... Exactly. It's a combination of the idea that we all know and it's very successful of like, let's say, Friday bazaars to connect it with empty, vacant retail real estate and create these like collective hubs or boutiques for different shop like these shops are many times like a solo rider enterprise or yeah. someone that creates and loves their things and the idea is to put them together to put them to work <clears throat> and to give them this space to really talk and and engage mm -hmm. there's, in the scene i think there's something important that we haven't mentioned yet but there's also another part of of this idea of Camino that is working with us from, from the very beginning. We're working with, uh, with Meitara, who's also uh, a designer. She's uh, in her final project in, in Shankar uh, Design College. So um, that's also the part that maybe um, we just needed to have this, let's say, engagement, I would say, more into the idea. Why I'm saying this? Because we have this background and we are into real estate and e-commerce and we are more operational, but we were aware that we needed this part of design into it. Be interior, external design, UX, UI. So, of course, apart from, from ITAR, there's also other people that we are consulting, but we three are the ones that are meeting and uh, like cranking out the ideas and are, we're trying to complement each other, right? Okay. Okay, so you're really thinking about the design of the space right now, too, and sort of yes. engagement and how... No, and also this, the design of the platform, of the user experience, and how the, the little challenges will be solved out. Yeah. And uh, I would say now we're in a tough uh, stage that it's like to actually validate and to try out and to pilot the, the project because we were a couple of weeks ago in a stage that we all only pitched and it's very like uh, exciting and the you're big uh, idea. And you yeah. go from yeah. appointment to appointment, coffee to coffee, mentor to mentor, and you're all happy. But then when you really need to go there and validate and okay. start the struggle, it gets, uh, it gets uh, interesting. Right. Gets, yeah. So you're in the validation phase right now. Yeah. Um, so what does that involve exactly? I mean, I mean, maybe it involves to be a little more down to earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, because of course, when you start, you can be a little, a lot more romantic in your idea. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to help everyone, and we're going to do it like this, and zero hassle, zero risk, and in this way, and we're going to be like maybe more uh, novel in our approach. And then you start validating with, let's say, both landlords and shop owners, and they tell you, no, this is not possible. I don't want this. Why would you do this? So you start refining and, and tweaking the idea a little bit to make it more feasible, right? But uh, something that we always discuss with Joe is that it has to be feasible, but it also has to deliver value. 
that's the most important part that it delivers actual value new value uh to the ecosystem yeah, and, and it involves a lot of footwork and speaking to people and really getting their insights and if there is really a, a, a pain and a need for this and how could we collaborate together and uh, I think something re related also to, to the ecosystem we are in a spot that we know that this can lead to a dead end you know or or could like if we couldn't execute it properly or if it yeah doesn't deliver value as we think it should we are open to that and we're open to the failure in in a sense but we believe that openness is part of the success sure. path yeah, yeah you can have several ups and downs and what i find kind of cool is that the company's named camino and camino means like road and journey and so it's cool that you're kind of on your own journey with it too yeah, at yeah, the yeah. same time it's that camino it's all has like a going forward it's pathway it's journey as you said and we wanted to evoke the journey for a, a shop owner to go from on from online to offline or to have this physical presence and it's an extremely painful journey okay and um yeah that's where the the idea came from but okay. yeah we're also in our camino and we yeah yeah <laughs> you're right i think it also reflects our personal journey so that's yeah that's also nice. yeah yeah. What are what are some of the things you're hearing during validation? Are you hearing good things? Yeah, yeah, we're hearing a lot of enthusiasm from part of shop owners, and some landlords are also hopping in, and and it's very nice to see all these uh, going forward. And I would say that there is something uh, really interesting that we see the major real estate industries that have been reinvented in the last. I would say 10 years, like we know the hospitality has changed, the way the mm -hmm. offices are, it's changed, but retail itself is still suffering and needing this reinvention. And um, I think this is the way it will go. Yeah. It will go for the future and the, the scalability and the way it can be turned on could be, could be amazing. What I find cool, you know, when you think about retailing, you're right, like it's suffering um, post COVID as well, too. There was that period where we were all at home and especially like physical spaces were suffering and it's going through this sort of existential moment. But when you think about a bazaar, we've had them for thousands of years, right? So there is something, there's got to be something to being at a place in person where you can see objects and you can engage in in shopping and consumerism sort of in a physical sort of space so i don't think it's going away i think i think what you're doing is very very cool definitely yeah yeah i think it's 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 reinventing in a way because the thing with this online let's let's call it in this case online retailers all right for this example they might have i don't know 50k followers on Instagram, they might be like a powerhouse with their with a website that they might be shipping anywhere. But when you step into the let's say the real world, call it what we call make it real, uh, that's a different story. And you have to step into like a lot of commitments that you have to do, uh, call it financial, operational. So when we pitch this idea to to shop owners, they're delighted because they're like, oh, but can, can you guys do that? Like, can you can you guys like give me a space and just uh, 
Amy Grow, yes, and also something really important is that this idea for them is not a matter of life and death. Why I'm saying this, it's not that you're just transitioning from online to offline forever. It's another way, it's another channel, and that's what Joe was saying. We're just trying to create a new avenue for them uh, to expand and also to interact with customers, which is the most important thing for them, the customer engagement. Okay, okay. Um, so was it very natural to begin validation and begin launching it in Tel Aviv over any other place in the world? Yes, I, I would say we, we picked Tel Aviv, obviously because we're here and a lot of the resources we got from the program are here and the mentorship and uh, the connections. But we also think for for the value of this little uh, market that it's away from everything that you can really prove or try to prove something and then to extrapolate it to bigger markets and to go through Latin America or the States to 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 create it. This is a I would say a perfect place to to validate and to mm. pilot. Okay, okay. So what's your dream? Five, or I shouldn't call it a dream. Maybe you have a five-year plan that you're working on. But five years from now, everything goes right. What would you like Camino to be? I think anywhere. <laughs> I think anywhere if, if we are like um, true. But I mean, of course, we would like to try it uh, in our hometowns. I think both Mexico City and uh, Buenos Aires have a very strong... Um, retail like local retail culture and this is something that that could really work especially in the vibe in this kind of vibrant uh, economies right where people are really eager to maybe take a small risk and to jump in but uh i'll say geographically that's that's a dream that we have yeah yeah and i would say that if we're able to pull this off because also when there's a platform you need to grow both sides at the same time and it becomes uh, tricky and uh, if we get to to scale it on a way mm -hmm. that it can start growing by itself from both sides and we can have several locations <coughs> in dozens of cities in the world we really think we can create an additional way of people doing business locally and can really empower the the local shop mm -hmm. owner that can really grow and understand and, and to position itself in different positions in the city and to try different things and to try different products and yeah. to, to, to encourage this, this type of retail. And I know we're going in some sense on a contra trend, you know, because the trend is going uh, uh, from, from offline to online and online it's experiencing growth, but also everyday shoppers are, are eager for an experience. And uh, when you know what you want to buy, you know where to go, you know? But sometimes you just want to go and it's uh, good for like hope to, to, to see things, to, to engage yourself and to, to, to live this experience. Well, I think it's very, very cool. Um, Joseph Facundo, I want to thank you very much for, for being here. I wish you luck with Camino. Um, Please send me an email when you launch and I definitely yeah, want to sure. check it out and do a little bit of shopping and um, yeah, good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank, so you. Thank you for inviting us to engage in this, this conversation. It was lovely. We really enjoyed it. It's my pleasure.